0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Cheyenne Hills podcast, verse by verse. We know it's often hard to find time to spend studying God's Word, so we're happy you can join us as we read, unpack, and discuss Scripture every Tuesday and Thursday. We hope you enjoy the program.
1: Well, hello there! Uh, welcome to our verse by verse podcast. I'm Renee Minder. I'm the executive minister here at Cheyenne Hills Church. Today, I have Austin Meisner. He's our youth uh, pastor, and Tiffany Erickson. She's our children's ministry director. And we're here, and we're uh, going to discuss uh, uh, Genesis, and we're specifically looking at the story of Joseph. And so, we're going to start today in uh, verse or in chapter 46,
0: only 46, 47, 48, 49, 50, only five more chapters. We're, to know, getting, close. Only We're five. getting
1: close. We're getting close. So what we saw was that there was the big reveal of who Joseph was. And then uh, Pharaoh said, Hey, send your brothers home, go get your dad, bring him back. And we discussed all of that. And that Benjamin actually got a special favor of more clothes and more pieces of silver. Um, but, Uh, So we see that they went home and they talked to their father and we're going to pick up again in Genesis 46. So Jacob set out for Egypt and all of his possessions. And then when he came to Beersheba, he offered sacrifices to the God of his father, Isaac. During the night, God spoke to him in a vision. Jacob, Jacob, he called. Here I am, Jacob replied. I am God, the God of your father, the voice said, do not be afraid to go down to Egypt for there. I will make your family into a great nation. I will go with you down to Egypt and I will bring you back again. You will die in Egypt, but Joseph will be with you to close your eyes. So Jacob left Beersheba and his sons took him to Egypt. They carried him and their little ones and their wives in the wagons Pharaoh had provided for them. They also took all their livestock and all their personal belongings that they had acquired in the land of Canaan. So Jacob and his entire family went to Egypt, sons and grandsons, daughters and granddaughters, all of his descendants. So that must have been quite the caravan. So we see that Jacob must have been a little afraid because God decided to meet him at Beersheba when he offered a sacrifice. Why do you think he was afraid?
0: So I think that um, when we're looking at this, uh, I was I was having to look through my uh, study Bible notes here to, to get back, but uh, the last time we see this dream that kind of happens, if, if, if I read this right, is in Genesis 35, and that's right where he has came back from um, working for Laban, and so he is repossessing the land that he was promised by his father um, that they are supposed to, you know, if, if we have the God of the Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, so he's been told this story, and so um, we have... All the way back in Genesis 35, a lot of months ago in in Mm -hmm. podcast time, Um, now we are here and he is getting told, well, you're leaving again, right after he was told to come back and take possession of the land. And so I think for him, that that would make me fearful if, if the last dream that you had, you wrestled with God, you got renamed, you did all of these other things, and now I'm leaving what I was promised.
1: Right. So it's one thing to say, I want to go see my son. It's another thing to take all your possessions, all your children and grandchildren. I mean, and literally pick up your tent and move. So he needed confirmation there. which it, and, and I think God, God does this. yeah. And I think it's so cool that God knew what he needed mm-hmm. so that he could go leave the past behind and go forward. Did not only see Joseph, but it was like God was comforting him. This is what's going to happen uh, I, I just think how good God can be. Uh, we don't. I don't know if he was wrestling, but it was like God gave him what he needed. Don't be afraid. Go to Egypt. Joseph will be with you when you close your eyes,
2: mm-hmm. and then you'll return. You know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'm going to keep my promise of making your family a great nation, and you'll come back someday.
0: Well, and that, and that's what I was. I honed in on is the fact that 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 wasn't the promise to to Isaac. That was the promise to Abraham. And so we are seeing God's faithfulness throughout this entire family's generation. So Mm -hmm. first in Genesis, I want to say it's 12 off the top of my brain, uh, you know, he promises Abraham, you know, you will be a great nation. And Abraham's like, how? And -hmm. then now we are seeing, well, he went from this, from just him and Sarah and his concubine and Lot to now all of a sudden there's this huge family that is moving down to, to Egypt at this point. And so it's just God's faithfulness over and over and he's just saying, Yes, you're going to do this, but like I will I will be faithful even in asking you to do this that may seem contrary. To right, because
1: right. this isn't the promised land. Egypt's not the promised land. But- even though it's Goshen. <laughs> even it's though no- it's Goshen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to go there. But he's still faithful to his promise. And, and I, I think it just must have settled Jacob down to not be apprehensive, to just realize God was still in control of, of his family and, and even in his life. Well,
0: And and I'm trying to remember if this is a foreshadowing or a a history report here, but just this idea of um, God does talk about um, that you will be out of the land for 400 years and that he will eventually bring back so that Canaan will have its judgment done upon it. And so this is also his his removing them from this period of when they're going to be in Egypt for 400 years of, okay, well, Canaan's going to do all of these awful things that they are going to incur their judgment that when Israel comes back to claim the land, they get judged for in God's righteousness. Mm -hmm. And so this whole, again, we kind of talked about God's sovereignty uh, an episode ago, but just this idea of God is even now setting this up so that when they come back, it is in the way that he wants it so that his justice prevails and his righteousness. Because
1: he's always working. You know, We may be in Egypt, but he's still working uh, to prepare you know, the place for us. So has this ever happened to you guys where you just felt like God interceded in your life and, and there was, uh, you know, he kind of just told you, there's no, don't be afraid. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go before you. I'm going to go, uh, around you. And this is what's going to happen. Have you had that where it was like, God gave you something that you didn't even know you needed, but that assurance that he was with you.
0: Well, uh, I could talk a lot about this, uh, like, uh, from, all the things that have happened in my life to, to condense it down. I, I kind of have a cheat sheet in, in some ways, because I'm not going to say that I'm never fearful, but uh, because I, I've been through so much and I hold on to God's sovereignty and the promises that Jesus makes um, as yes and amen, that there is no reason to actually fear. Like, yes, there's going to be this fear that is natural and human, but if if we truly believe it's God is who he says he is, if we truly believe he's omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent – what do I have to fear even in, in the moments of, well, yes, God, you've called me out to Wyoming with my family where there's nobody within eight. I mean, it's a 10 hour trip both ways to go see any family. And so we're very realistically really in the middle of this. And so, but I don't have any like fear because if if he's called me, then he is going to 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 bless me with all of the things needed to confirm that call. And then if if there is things that happen while we're here, then again I know that he has prepared those things so that we could glorify him in that. And I'm not going to uh, bite the hand that feeds, so to speak, and say that nope, not not for me. I'm going to do my own thing. I mean, I could have stayed back at home and been a contractor and done done all of this stuff. But you've called me here, and I'm going to be obedient in
2: that. Very cool. How about you, Tiffany? yeah and and what kind of strikes me in my life is every once in a while I do um kind of what Jacob did here, where i make a move and I'd make that jump, and then I'm like I look and I'm like, god did is that okay? did i did I act out or step out in your will for my life? That's and he comes, you know, um comes beside me and just gives me that comfort and stuff. But it's almost like after I've you know started the wagon wheels essentially, and I'm like, oh, hey, I need to know that this is for sure and your will. (laughs) Um, and to continue on in this and, and man, he just is really faithful to meet me in that spot too of, um, you know, I've got one foot in the air. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and not, to, and not to say that it's always a foolproof way of divining what God's uh, will is for our life. Cause I, I do think he speaks to us in prayer and stuff, but whereas we don't have the sacrifices that Jacob goes and he offers this sacrifice of saying, uh, you know, we don't know what he necessarily said to God, but he, he goes and he is seeking God in mm-hmm. this moment of transition. But God has mm-hmm. also, uh, you know, given us those means of, of prayer and fasting and scripture reading. And, and for us to, even in those moments of, yep, I've already stepped and done this, but God, is it like yeah, I love you, and I'm doing what I believe you've called me to, and I know you'll be faithful. But was that the right decision? And when we when we pray and when we fast and we 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 actually go to him and seek him, not just for our own selfishness, but to seek him for him, he he often answers that, uh, just maybe not in the way we always think of. Mm-hmm.
1: I think so, and um, uh, I, and I love here that um, you know, Jacob, Jacob was listening for his voice. Jacob was putting himself at a position, like you said to hear from God. And, uh, when we are about to, whether we're mid stride or before we even take that step to, for us to make that space to go, go and, and, and meet with God and, you know, what do you want? And, and is this your favor and, and really depend on him and really, you know, know that he will answer. And in this instant, it was that night gave him a dream, but, a lot of times it's just that space to just really listen to God and give him that opportunity, whether it's that night or in a few days. For me, a lot of times it, when I am really focused, it I see that God is more ready to speak to me than I understand sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes he does wait, but usually when I ask, whether it's through scripture, through it's a person, God is so ready to communicate with me. It's it's just, again, his faithfulness kind of blows me away. So,
0: well, and I think we see here, and I, we know that Jacob knows the Lord, right? like we we know that for a fact, but the way that Moses, when he's writing Genesis describes this, it says, uh, so Israel took his journey with all that he had and came to Beersheba and offered sacrifices to the God of his father, Isaac. He doesn't say it in the phrase of Jacob's God that comes mm-hmm. later. He's still honoring this idea of, well, this is my father's God. This is my father's faith in this idea. And then this idea that then turns and it says, I myself will go down with you to Egypt and I will also bring you up again. And Joseph's hands shall close. So we see this almost um, baton maybe handing, maybe the the uh, a mm-hmm. good illustration of, well, this is you. It's not just... It's not just, not just Isaac, the father, your yeah. father Isaac. It's not, it's not just Abraham. It's not just Isaac, but it yeah. is you. We're seeing that almost mm-hmm. handoff because then we, and uh, we know Joseph knows the Lord from his father previously, but we're we're seeing this continual push of it's going to the next generation, and and uh, there's the Carrie Job song uh, that gets fun of often, you know, and your children and your children and the next generation and the next generation over and over and over and over again. But I mean, we're here today. We right. we we know the covenant God because. Joseph and Jacob and Isaac were all faithful, and they could have never imagined what that somewhere on the other side of the world, they would have seen this.
1: Right, right. Well, and then, uh, and I'm not going to read it, but let's just kind of talk about a little bit. You're talking about generations. Then when we pick up in 46.8, he says, um, there are the names of the descendants of Israel, the sons of Jacob who went to Egypt, and they list... All you know, they list all Reuben, 70. all yeah. Uh, Simeon, uh, um, one thing that we saw here is that you know, we we don't hear about Benjamin very often, but here in verse 21 Benjamin's sons were Bela, Becker, Ash, Ashbel, Jira, Naaman, Ehi, Rosh, Muppin, Huppin, and Ard. I mean, so he had tens. 10 kids already. Baby Ben
2: has 10 babies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, know. you know,
0: when we just celebrated the fact yeah. over Christmas, uh, you know, that my my brother, he's he's the baby, quote unquote, of the family, but he had his their first daughter. And so like now my mom, you know, being emotional uh at, at that moment, all of her babies have now had babies. You know, I think she's got 11 or 12 of of grandbabies and so she's she made the joke of you know uh, well now I'm going to have get a part of time job just to get them christmas like we don't get christmas presents usually but the the grandkids just for the do grandkids. And, and she's like but now I'm like, uh, like she's so she's so full and so blessed and just to even to think about that time period of we mentioned it last time of Joseph missed out mm-hmm. on this and you know you know and surely now like that he sees that Benjamin has what he's got 10 nephews Mm -hmm. Uh, and so and so like what what does that mean Uh, and just this idea and we even get to the whole whole end of it and like i mentioned there's 70 of it and and we we know that there's some symbology there of of 70 and perfection and completeness and and some of those other ideas that well he's coming down with this and then what is he going to do with it later on
1: right very good very good anything else guys that you see in this passage
0: Haven't
1: already talked about. Yeah, well, okay. We did
0: a whole chapter in one episode. I
1: know, just like that. So, anyway, well, thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time.